something that's been on my mind lately and I thought, well, why not use this particular podcast episode to talk it all out? I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews recently, both as a guest and as a host. I've also been hosting a lot of interviews for the annual Grow My Podcast Virtual Summit. And time and time again, I feel incredibly awkward at a particular spot. And that particular spot, ending the episode. I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but for me, it goes a little something like this. You record a great episode. Everyone's feeling on fire. You're on fire. Your guest is on fire. You're so pumped to help promote them. So you ask them what they have on, where people can follow them. And then you know it's time to end it. And maybe you fumble around a little bit. You frantically think about what called actions you want to give your audience. You need to sign the episode off, but how and when? And you don't want to water down your guest's call to action. And so maybe... If you're anything like me, you have a mini brain explosion and either it's something that comes out really in an incoherent way that definitely does not level up your credibility and authority, or you go through all the things which leaves your audience thinking, you want me to do what? (laughs) You want me to do all of that? It can sometimes feel like maybe the end of a really awkward first date. Do you go in for the kiss? How do you say goodbye? If you really like them, how do you get the second date? So many things. So that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode, how to actually end a podcast episode strongly so that you actually get the outcome you want. You actually get your audience, your listeners doing what you want them to do. And this is going to be embarrassing to admit, but I've only ever been on one first date. And maybe that's why all of this is so awkward for me. So what I've done is I've invited my co-founder, Bonarai, to join me on this episode so that she can teach me the ways of her many first days. She's definitely a serial first dater <laughs> and how we can use those learnings to decide how I am going to end my podcast episode strongly going forward to get the outcome that I want. My name is Deidre Shen, the CEO and co-founder of Capture, the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter, and this is the Grow My Podcast Show. Hey you, it's Deidre Shen here beaming in from New York City. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Capture and I am joined today on this Grow My Podcast show episode by my co-founder Bonarai. Hello. <laughs> and we're great. It's a great pleasure to be here today to talk about this topic. <laughs> this topic. Well, we are going to have some fun today. I bet you came onto this episode thinking that you were just going to learn about how to end a podcast episode, right? Well, because we're always looking to over-deliver, that's just what we do here, you are, a, are in fact, you're going to get even more. You're going to leave this episode also knowing how to end any of those awkward first dates. So if you're currently dating or you're looking to romance your partner or your loved one, this is also for you. Okay, I'm kind of joking about that. But honestly, it kind of it makes sense, right? We get really excited about the actual thing, mm. right? Like recording the episode or calling on the date. And we prepare for all of that. But usually what don't we prepare for? It's the end of it. <laughs> it kind of creeps up on you. And it does. Like, wait, 
Yeah. Like, how did that just come? Like, what happened? I just like, I was just doing my makeup and working out what to wear. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mentioned at the very beginning that I have actually only ever gone on one first date. Uh, yes. I married that guy, which just goes to show that we can absolutely stuff up those endings and still get a really great outcome. I'm sure it was a great ending. I mean, I'm not <laughs> going to speculate. Well, he clearly closed the deal. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this was my side point. Okay. My first date, let me tell you a little bit about it. It was when I was, it was when I was 15 mm-hmm. and we went to see a movie at our local shopping center because that's what you do. That's so awesome. It was during the school holidays and my brother was picking me up. Yeah. Ash had to catch him on eight buses to get back home. <laughs> to so that is not an act of love at 15. <laughs> So, okay, I think we pretty much just said bye and I think I just ran off about it. Like, my my brother's here, I have to go. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. Kind of like how I end podcast episodes now. I'm like, okay, bye. I run off really embarrassed. So we can see the parallels. We can see see the parallels. Okay, so Bonner, you are a seasoned dater. Would you say that? That's pretty true, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, relative, but in, in this room, yes, in this room right now, I am definitely a seasoned dater. Okay, so can you tell us about how your first dates now end? And then what we're going to do is we're going to break down and step by step craft a great ending to my podcast episodes. I can't wait to help you make you less awkward. Yeah, it is the aim for this. That is the aim for this. So I, yes, I, I have been on quite a few first dates. I think I've been quite lucky. I, don't, I haven't had a lot of terrible first dates mm. where it's, you know, no horror stories. And some are better than others. So definitely looking back on the ones that have been great. I had a really great time on the date. So that's your actual podcast episode. That has to be good yes. <laughs> for the ending to, yes. to be good. So assuming that's the case, I think definitely the ones that have felt really good and definitely led to a second, third, fourth, fifth date have been when, you know, it's, it kind of, you, you feel the ending coming on, obviously yes. you want it to keep going forever, but you know, you make a decision that, oh no, let's just kind of, you know, still keep the anticipation and, and you know, excitement going for the next time. So, uh, and definitely when the person has really taken it, because I mean, I date men, whether, you know, I'm a straight woman, so I date men. And for me, I prefer it when the, when, when they kind of are the initiator in the mm. dynamic. Now that doesn't mean that I don't initiate things later or, you know, or other things, but when it comes to the dynamic, I prefer them, to, especially on a first date to initiate. So for me, that's been really good. And they make their, I guess, intentions very clear, but in a very confident way. And to me, that's like, Oh, really, nice. really attractive, right? Yes. When they're like, you know, they're not, they're very much like very transparent. And I have, as a little sidebar, I have, have moved to America. I have noticed that American men are a lot better at this than Australian men. So <laughs> um, they're just take heed, Aussie men. They're just clearer. They yeah. just, you know, they make their intentions known, but not in a way that's overbearing. They initiate and, you know, it's, it's, of course, you have to respond and reciprocate if you like them back. And that's a really fun dynamic too. And I think they still leave a bit of room for mystery and excitement without kind of being too overbearing, like I said. So that has been sort of my great first date. And, you know, like in terms of kiss or no kiss, I know that's the question that always comes up. 50-50. I'm not, I don't need it there to be, I don't think, kisses have been great, but it's, I think the main thing there is like, does it suit the dynamic? If it does and they, they read the room really well and it happens, it's awesome. 
But if not, you know, and follow up. That's the other thing I want to say mm. is it's all well and good sometimes every, what you think is a really great first date, but they don't follow up. Then it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm not really sure. Maybe they didn't like me. I don't know that I feel lukewarm about them as well. No hard feelings. Yes. On to the next. Serial <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I mean? This is, this is how it works. Okay. Anyway, so that. I love that because that is strong, right? Yes. That is that, yeah, and it comes with practice. That's the other thing too. It does, yeah. Just and I think practice of being yourself too, you know, because yeah. you can tell. That's the thing. What makes someone memorable is not them. I think you can tell when, in this case, a guy is running through a rule book in his head and trying to do the things versus yeah. just being himself and being really memorable in that way. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I love this. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick ad break, and then when we come back, we're going to actually construct an awesome podcast ending for me specifically for this podcast based on the framework we've created. Well, I should say we, because Bonner has created around ending a first date (laughs) so that you get the outcome that you're looking for. You get that next date, you get the listener, your audience to stay in your community, to keep listening to you, to get onto your next podcast episode, to, you know, follow you on your email list, to then ultimately buy from you. Yes. Because that's maybe what some of us are looking for. Maybe it's the the, the ring on the finger. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that is that's going to be our aim. How do we construct? And it, it starts with, I mean, it starts with many things, but one of these, the ending your podcast episode, is one of the places that we want to start. Now, mm. I don't have a great ending, so I am looking for an amazing ending by the end of this episode. And you will, we will create one. We will get, we will get there. Okay, so stick around. Right on this ad break, we'll get back and we'll break that down for you. Are you ready to reach more people on more platforms in a lot less time with your podcast? Well, it's time to meet every podcaster's new best friend, Capture. Capture is the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter and the fastest way to market and grow your podcast. In just 10 minutes or less, Capture will turn your episode audio file into an episode title, description, show notes, social media captions for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok, a promotional email, blog post, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, and full transcript. All of the drafts it creates for you are fully editable and downloadable. All you have to do is just upload your episode audio, wait for it to generate the drafts for you, and view and edit these drafts and download them to use in all of your marketing content. But before you think that Capture is just another robot that just writes words for you, I have to tell you about what makes Capture different. You see, Capture's AI has a very robust mix of human intelligence mixed into it. Capture was created by marketers so that every piece of copy it writes for you is infused with content honey traps so that your podcast episode stops the scroll and hooks your audience in to listen. But don't just take my word for it. Capture is offering you a free trial so you can see the magic for yourself for your podcast. Sign up takes less than 30 seconds and nope, there is no credit card required. Just head on over to www.capture.com and sign up for a free trial. That's www.capsho.com and sign up for a free trial today. 
Okay, so we are talking about how to end a podcast episode strongly and decisively so that we get our audience, our listeners doing what it is that we want them to do. And this is going to be a bit of a coaching session for me Mm. as well, because as I mentioned, as a serial data, Bonner is going to coach me through how first dates end and what we can take from that in order to construct a really awesome podcast ending. And the reason why if you only jumped in here, I don't know why you would have only jumped in here on the podcast, but if you did, then we have, it's kind of an analogy, right? Like, you know, you go on this really awesome, you have this really awesome podcast episode, you've recorded it, uh, and then you kind of fumble around trying to end the thing. Yes. It's kind of like being on a first date. Yes. You know, you have a really awesome time, most hopefully you have. Yeah. And then you kind of fumbling around me like, how do we, how do, what? How do we actually end this thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that's why we decided to take this approach to to to, to this episode. Uh, so by the end of this, I'm going to know exactly how to end my podcast episode, so I don't feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not fumbling around, mm-hmm. and I have my listeners, you, if you're on here, taking the action that I want you to take. Yes. All right. Butter. Love that. Yourself. Okay. All right. So really, there are three steps to this, which is also. I know you said earlier you didn't help, but you definitely helped me think through because I was like, I don't know what happens. But I mean, I know what happens, but I don't know which order. But I think this really, really helps. So step one is making, firstly, first and foremost, you need to make a mindset shift. Now, some feedback that you did, I think you've already made this shift because I think, uh, you know, you're, you're really, really strong in this. But for those of you who are listening, who may not have kind of really made that mindset shift where you're like, rather than you trying to really reach and impress your audience, who in this case would be your date in the analogy, really what you first need to sit with is, hang on a minute, I need to think about how I feel. That's the most important thing. And then that is what gives you the confidence to actually become the initiator. So you want to take full ownership of the fact that in the dating dynamic, regardless of who you normally date, uh, you are the, in this case with with your podcast, you are the initiator. You're not the passive responder mm. to the dynamic. So once you take accountability of that, it just becomes a totally different, all of the steps two and three, three become much, much easier. And in doing that, when you're initiating, I, for example, my dating experience has been such, like I mentioned earlier, that when, you know, the men that I date have done that from a pr- place of not to impress me, not trying to you know, figure out what it is that I like and do that mm. or, you know, some rule book they've read somewhere else, some guru has told them to do this to impress girls as if, you know, women are this monolith. But really they've kind of, they're very comfortable with themselves. They're really in tune with how they're feeling. They they like me and they make that be known by initiating. And then now I can just focus on how I feel and whether I want to respond and reciprocate or not. And nine times out of 10, I do because I find that kind of confidence very attractive. Yeah. And I think when I listen to podcasts as well, even if it's a new podcast, that's what I look for from a host, right? I'm already kind of interested, obviously, on the topic that they're talking about, but just that they know exactly who they are. They don't leave it up to me. You know, they're really, they, they take initiative, they're welcoming, they're open. They're not obsessing about all of the things that I'm worried about. They're just being themselves. And I'm like, wow, I just want to keep listening to this person slash dating yes. this person. I think it's actually very similar. It's very it. similar, right? Yeah. So that, like, but a lot of people don't make that first step, yeah. including myself. Yes. And just to be clear, when we're talking about this mindset shift and being the initiator, obviously we're not talking about you individually reaching out to your audience. Like that's just not how this works. No. But it's really about the confidence that comes with knowing the value that you provide. Yes. And who you are. Yes. And bringing that to life. 
right? Because a lot of times when you're not quite sure of those things, and I, and I also understand that there's there might maybe so many podcasters who are still trying to figure that out. They're trying to figure out their voice. They're trying to figure out the message, and that's okay. You know, mm. that's you you may not see a lot of initial growth yeah. in your podcast and and in people you know wanting to opt in like follow you but that's okay because that's also the great thing about podcasting is like it's such a safe space to figure this stuff out yes and then when once you do then then you'll like you'll find yourself take off like that yeah totally i think a good analogy which i think you'll love sorry a sub analogy on the dating thing is when i started, da- started dating guys who were younger than me <laughs> and you know a lot of and, like I was just reflecting on this. Funny jokes aside, yeah, go down, whatever. <laughs> funny jokes aside, them. I guess the 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 younger guys that I did successfully have multiple dates with are the people that they're not trying to hide from the fact that they're younger. Yeah, they might. They probably are still slightly intimidated, especially because it's new for them to date someone so much older than them. And you know, I'm a pretty direct person, so I'm not probably the easiest person to date. But that all of that aside, you can just see that they're, you know, they're not, yeah, they're not pretending. They're like very clear about what where in the journey they are. Yes. But they're just themselves and they make it very clear. They don't have any hang-ups around yes. who they are and who they I expect them to be. Yeah. And that's really attractive. Yeah. Right. So if you are new to your niche slash new to podcasting or whatever then your podcast becomes more about the journey versus yes. knowing everything. But exactly. if you have been in the game for a very long time, and that's awesome too, then you can provide a lot of expertise. As long as you're true and authentic to where in the journey you are, that's highly attractive yes. to the, the person that you want to magnetize. Yes. I love that. Okay. So that's that's the first step. The first step is really more of a mindset shift to be to be that initiator, have that confidence, know the value that you provide. That is how you're going to really magnetize your audience Uh to A, to get to the end of the podcast, I really <laughs> to get to the end of that first date. Yes. But to also set up that ending so that you get the next one, yeah. if that's what you want. Yeah, All right. absolutely. So I love that. Hopefully that's what you want. Yeah. If you don't, just don't worry about it. <laughs> keep keep being awkward. That will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to turn someone off. They won't text you back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so once you've made that mindset shift, which you might need to need a bit of time, time to do, and it's an ongoing process. Step two really is now we're really getting into the, the meats and potatoes. So what you want to do is you want to give someone a really clear, immediate next action you want them to take. <laughs> okay. So when I was thinking about my first date, obviously it's not, you know, we're human. So it's very organic and dynamic, which is how you want it to be. So really that's what I call almost like the preamble before the goodbye, right? So this is where if the you know, if the evening slash the day or slash a dynamic allows us probably where you're going to kiss, if that makes sense. Like I said, 50-50 doesn't always have to happen for it to be great. It's just that energy and chemistry that's there. So this is where, you know, you might, uh, when I say there's only like one clear immediate next step you want them to take, there might be multiple things that you want to let them know. So you want to let them know that you had a really great time. You want to hint slash even say the fact that you want to see them again. You know, that I hope you have a great evening. I hope you have a great weekend. Like all of those things, feel free to say them. But really you want to be honed in on, okay, but as the very last thing you say, what is that thing that you want them to do? Yes. So for me personally, what works really well, generally because I always see, you know, I'm meeting people in in a public place, usually halfway for both of us, will be when the guy that I'm dating will say, and hey, text me when you get home. Right. So soon. So, you know, he's, he's like, he's kind of putting you into an Uber into the back where he's like, texting me when you get home. Oh, that's, a, yes. That's especially nice when they open the door and, and that's a, and, and 
just think about the power of that, right? Like yeah. that's the last, the very last thing that they say is this one call to action. And so that's what's on your mind. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, I have to text him when I get home. I have yes. to text him when I get home. Yes. And it's really powerful because depending on how they say it, I think most men that I've dated have been very gentlemanly and they'll, I think they'll ask that anyway, you know, even if they're not looking for a second date. But I think you can tell like, because if you think about it, there's actually a lot of care that goes into that, mm. provided people put into it. And how you say it, obviously, in the, in the dating dynamic, you know, like you were just talking about when they're, when they're putting you into an Uber and it's like they're making really intense eye contact and there's a smile, you know, it can be a very intimate exchange, yes. right? And so, or it can be really fun, you know, it can kind of be like, it's a really the, the dynamic, but you can make it, you can make it, but it's like you said, it's so clear. I said, oh, you know, he cares, firstly. Yes. And and like I said, it's like very easy to remember because, you know, you have just like one thing that you need to let, it's opened a loop up for you and you want to make sure you do that when you get home. Yes. And this is, by the way, where I think a lot of us, me included, get tripped up. Because I'm like, I have so many call to action that I want <laughs> everyone to do. It's like, follow me, come into my social media, leave us a review, screenshot and share it on your, on your socials. Yes. Get the cheat sheet, sign up for our beta program. Like this, yes. it's a hundred and one things I would love everyone listening to this today. yes but i think the powerful thing is you people can only really remember and do one thing right so that's right and that's the same dating right like absolutely you're, you're probably only going to remember and do the one thing which is text me when you get home yes but the great thing about that is it opens a loop it does and it, uh, not that it's just a loop but it opens the yeah. the door for additional dialogue yes. and for that next thing to happen exactly so that's really all you want to do at the end of your podcast episode it's like what is that next door that you want your audience to enter mm. so that you can have that next dialogue with them you can have that ver you know proverbial chat sms text chat i don't know <laughs> clearly i don't i don't do these things <laughs> what's it like, called when you pick up your phone <laughs> Yes, but that, right? So Absolutely. that's that's really what you want to be thinking about for your ending podcast listener, podcast podcast listener to this podcast yeah. who has your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your own podcast. You want to be thinking about what, how do you crack that door open mm. uh, as the immediate next step for your audience to take so that you can continue the conversation with them. Yes, and I think that hopefully what will give you confidence in because I absolutely relate as well in the dating scenario and in the podcasting scenario where you just want to tell them all the things you want them to do and, and make sure that you they know that you know how keen you are so especially when you like someone but, you know you have, we all feel that urge right to be like oh I've got this like ice cream thing I really want to take to but I think you'd really like it this and that and you can get excited so it's not about so don't feel like you have to not think about those things but really you know have faith that if the person does like you back too chances are they are going to go and think about that stuff as well and you are going to do it together you know similarly if someone really enjoys a podcast episode of course they're going to be googling you of course they're going to be looking at your stuff right yeah. so it's just about how do you have the restraint i guess to focus it on the one thing that you tell them at the very last thing yes awesome okay so that's step two is to have one clear cta one immediate cta only one uh and Based on the outcome, on your outcome, like if you want to grow, if growing your podcast is the number one thing 
then yeah, it probably makes sense to be like subscribe or like follow this podcast or share this with a friend who you think would really get value out of it, right? Yes. That again, only one of the, I've given those things multiple examples, but just choose one. <laughs> yeah. Uh if you're like or <laughs> yeah, exactly. All ors. Or if you want someone to uh, hop into your community, maybe it's a Facebook group or you know, that should be your one call to action. Or if you if emailing is your main, you know, way to communicate, then how do you get them onto your email list? So for me, I think you know, email is a big, big one for us. Yeah. Uh, and actually probably more so is the the value that we can provide, which is come and try capture for free. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Come and try capture for free. You guys, <laughs> that is my immediate one, immediate call to action. Yes. All right, cool. So that's step two. One clear, immediate call to action. Love it. You're doing homework as we don't. Know. This is, I'm an, I am an implementer. Let's, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. All right. Step three. I'm ready for this. Love it. Okay. So step three, now that you've kind of set yourself up, is really about, you know, how do you make sure that that content of that call to action, so you kind of set yourself up mentally, you know, exactly what you want them to do, the one thing with that, now that you've got all the luxury in the world, uh, you know, to really, really finesse that is that how do you be really memorable to this person while being yourself? And for me personally, the more yourself you are, the more memorable you are. But sometimes I know people think being memorable is doing all these things that aren't them, right? So make sure you're being yourself. But how do you just take that extra care to be memorable? So really in the dating world, uh, what I appreciate, especially when you're just kind of in the first date phase or you've spoken for a little while, is, you know, people being very, I guess, like humble about the fact that you are dating multiple people and they may be as well, yes. right? So you want to be present in the date itself. But remember, you are in this game of life. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, really, it's, it's having that acknowledgement to say, okay, I'm not the only person that this person is potentially considering as a romantic partner. What can I do to continue to be myself? How can I not be passive? We talked about earlier. And really make an effort and finish strong basically so, and it do, really doesn't have to be anything crazy like you said you've already got in, in this case you know text me when you get home I think that's always a really guys thing here you know I think that's always just really really nice yeah. it works so well but so that's you can always do that the, the basic one works that's fine I, again like I said again it's, it's really powerful but usually for me it's like once you've spent these you know a few hours with someone you've probably developed a bit of a a rapport with them you've got your little you know funny little you know dynamic going and hopefully it's like you know starting to get really good then you can infuse some of your personality that speaks to the dynamic that you have between you for the very very same thing so one example would be i was dating someone uh well i should let i was dating someone i went on a would you call this a first date anyway it was one of those like accidental first dates or whatever anyway regardless you got my number and you know, put me in an Uber and all of those things. And uh, basically he he said goodnight and he was he was teaching me Hebrew on that night very poorly. And he said it he, he said it to me along with texting when you get home. Uh, you know, and I, and, I, and I texted back, he said he said it to me in Hebrew. And I was like, that was really sweet. Again, there's not many people teaching me Hebrew right now <laughs> yeah. or ever. And, you know, it was just like a nice little touch. I just spoke to the dynamic that we had. Again, super restrained. Like, I hope you have a really great night, whatever. Nothing crazy. But that just added that little memorability and it's something that I would probably mention to a friend and feel good about, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's almost like, what is a little extra personality you can infuse in your ending that gives that person, reinforces that perk to, to your audience in this case, or to your date, who you are and your personality. 
and but that still must shoot the call to action. Yes. Okay. So this is this is really really cool. So this is almost becomes your sign off, and this is where I honestly fumble. Like a, a, I fumble at the call to action for sure because I was like, I want you to do all these things, but then I'm also like, how do I end? Do I, like, uh, so do these things. Bye. <laughs> right. But what you're what you're saying is like, if you, if we can think of almost a this sign off that's specific to us and our personality, like showcase our personality. Yeah. Hopefully talks to your audience in a in a specific way. Now, this is something that I, on the fly, I'm going to struggle a little bit to really hone in on, but something that immediately comes to mind because I was just, I, I haven't really actually fully sort of promoted it, but I do have a book that I wrote that we've just released. It's on Amazon. And CTA as well now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, a couple of people in my community asked for signed copies. And I, as I was like, I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and so the, the thing that came to mind was like, stay awesome. Love it. That was my thing, right? Love like, it. stay awesome. Yes. Hey, Brian, stay awesome. Yes. Love Deidre. Like, that yes. was kind of what I, uh, what I signed the book. So I was like, maybe that's just naturally me, right? Yeah. I say awesome a lot. You do. Uh, yes. And so maybe that is just the thing that I just go with for now, at least yeah, for now, right? And exactly. maybe I can change it over time, but yeah. that's- I love that. It's, it's short, it's succinct, it's to the point, high energy, that's that's all of you. And I think that's the thing, the thing that's gonna make that infectious. I mean, you should try it out by the way, and today, oh, totally. see how it feels, but it's like, yeah, it needs to feel like you. Yes. And, you know, whether it's in a funny way, whether it's in a serious way, if it comes across as you, I think your audience will love it. Yes, I love it. Okay, cool. So let's go through, in summary, Three steps to how to end a podcast episode really strongly and get the outcome that you want. Step one is all about the mindset shift. It's all about being the initiator, knowing your value, having that confidence in it and just projecting it. That's just, that's right. So attractive. So (laughs) (laughs) But right now I was like, yes, please. We love that. So you guys, you know, if you are interested in that, Anyway, that's an aside. We'll take that offline. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Okay. So mindset one. Uh, so my, step one, mindset shift. Step two is have one clear call to action and make it as immediate as possible. Like what can someone do almost then and there? Uh, and what can be, what's something so simple and so easy that can stick in their mind to do? Uh, so in the dating world, text me when you get home. But for you, for your podcast, just think about what is the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. So for me, I want people to come and experience the awesomeness of Capture for free. So come and join and try Capture out for free and give us amazing feedback. So that is my one outcome. And then step three is to be memorable. Be yourself. How do you sign off in a non-awkward way? Because <laughs> this is a great thing. This makes it not awkward. Mm. That projects your your personality and you know, hopefully vibes with your audience. And hey, if you're just being you, then that's going to vibe with your audience because you just attract who you are. Absolutely. So those are the three steps. And by the way, you guys, as always, we do have this inner cheat sheet so you can get the, grab those in the show notes uh, if you just want, you know, a PDF reminder of these three steps. But that is that is how you end a podcast episode. Mm. Like how cool is that, that we learned from first dates <laughs> how to do this? Love it. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come and test out for yourself how amazing, how awesome Capture is. Capture, as a quick reminder, is an AI-powered podcast copywriter. So it creates your title, episode uh, episode description, show notes, social media captions, and promotional email and transcript for you from just an upload of your audio file. So good. It's 
incredible. So go to capshow.com. We'll have the link for that as well in the show notes. Stay awesome. <laughs>